0: on today's episode of locked on mariners it's time we talk about gm speak and the dangers of buying in too much on it plus a big blow to the bullpen just re-emphasizes an often overlooked need for the mariners at the deadline all that and more coming up colby hit it you are locked on mariners your daily seattle mariners podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Locked On Mariners podcast. It is Thursday, July 28th, 2022. And thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms with new episodes dropping every Monday through Friday. I am your host, Tideon Gonzalez, joined as always by my host, Colby Patnode. We cover the Mariners over at InsideTheMariners.com for Fan Nation over on the Sports Illustrated Network. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. Follow Inside the Mariners at InsideMariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. Assistia and E G N Z L Z and Colby at C Pat eleven that's C P A T. 1-1. One, one. Be sure to also check out our Patreon over at patreon.com forward slash control the zone. We post two additional podcasts on there every single week. Again, that is patreon.com forward slash control the zone. And if this is your first time joining us here on the Lockdown Mariners podcast, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. And if you're watching us on YouTube, hit the subscribe button, turn on the notification bell, and give this video a thumbs up. We're greatly, greatly, greatly appreciate it. So Jerry DePoto made some comments on Seven Ten Seattle Sports today that has Mariners fans riled up, at least some Mariners fans riled up, and I'm gonna tell you why. There's no need to get all excited about that. We got five days left of the trade deadline. Let's just relax. I'll tell you why later on in the show. We're also going to look at or well rather talk about Jeff Passon's comments on Seven Ten Seattle Sports yesterday as well. Uh, he had some pretty interesting things to say about the Mariners and what he expects from the Mariners at the deadline. And uh, But first, we need to get into this uh, injury news for the Mariners that unfortunately came down earlier today. Right-handed reliever Diego Castillo is heading to the injured list with right shoulder inflammation. And Matt Brash has been called back up in a corresponding move. And, of course, this seems like something that may have been um, expected here over the last couple days. Of course, Castillo struggled in his last appearance against the Rangers. Uh, He was unavailable yesterday. And uh, apparently, according to Benjamin Ranieri, who we, of course, had at the ballpark this past weekend for Inside the Mariners, said that Castillo wasn't even with the bullpen, sitting out in the bullpen for the last week or so. So it seems like he's maybe been dealing with stuff, getting treatment during games, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And now he's unfortunately on the injured list. And Colby, this just greatly emphasizes a need that I felt was already present for the Mariners. I felt that they needed to add to the bullpen, but this just emphasizes that even more, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, Matt Besta certainly has the stuff to just kind of slide right into Castillo's role and, and be good at it. But you can't trust the control or the command right now. Mm. Um, Eric Swanson, just he's been pretty good, but not quite as good as he was pre uh, his IL stint. Uh, so he's he's kind of tough to trust in that you know eighth, ninth inning type or high leverage role. Um, so really you're down to Andres Munoz and, and Paul Seawald. Even Seawald's been – a bit sketchy at times this year overall, still very good, but you know, seems to get into a lot of three ball counts. Uh, you know, gives given up a little bit more hard contact this year. It seems uh, susceptible to the home run on occasion. So yeah, you know, the Mariners bullpen, uh, it's still, I'd still classified as good, but I, I see a lot of people, they, they throw around the numbers since like May 23rd or something like that. And it's like, Oh, the Mariners have the best bullpen in the American league. No, they don't. Uh, they don't. Um, that was true before the Castillo injury. It's certainly true now. Uh, so yeah, the bullpen is a, is an area of need, and and I think there are actually a couple ways to address that. Um, you can go add a starter, uh, take away you know the the five inning starts from from let's say Chris Flexen this time, uh, and have a reliever go and have a starter who can frequently go six or seven. That's fewer innings your bullpen needs to cover. You could also go get a couple of uh, couple of middle guys and, and kind of play matchup in the in the 6th, 7th inning. Um, or you can go out and you can get somebody who's as good or better as uh, Diego Castillo, and then Castillo kind of becomes your middle guy if he gets back healthy. It's a shoulder thing, so I want to say if, not when. Um, to be fair, he did deal with the shoulder thing last year and was able to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was pretty good when he came back. So, yeah. And we'll Eric see. Swanson
0: dealt with uh, right shoulder inflammation uh, right. earlier this year as well and was able to return from that. So, it's definitely not a death knell. It doesn't mean that he's out for the year. Um, it also doesn't mean that he's not right. out for the year. It so. does, yeah. It doesn't mean
1: that he'll be back in 15 days. Yeah. So, and by the way, even if he, even if it did mean he was coming back in 15 days, you still want an arm for those 15 days, as many of those 15 days as you can. Yeah. Um,
0: Plus you're on an incredibly difficult road trip beginning yeah. today. And that, I mean, not having Diego Castillo taken away from arguably your biggest strength on your team, just in terms of position groups, taken away from that, taking away a big piece from that while you're going to go into Houston for four and New York for three, mm-hmm. that is incredibly scary. So, you know, obviously, if they make a trade today, it's not as if that pitcher is going to be ready to to pitch tonight or or maybe even tomorrow. But the unless, sooner, unless, unless he so happens to pitch for the Houston Astros, have the Mariners like,
1: and the Astros ever exchanged like relievers before they played mm-hmm. each other?
0: Imagine the the return of Rafael Montero,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Abraham Toro for Rafael Montero. <laughs> Uh, no, but, yep. uh, yeah, it's still, I mean, the, the player technically has like three days I think to report. Um, yeah. so yeah, you, you kind of want that guy coming with you to New York at the very least. Um, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Uh, there are always relievers that you can grab. Uh, they're not going to be terribly expensive, but they're not going to be free, not at the deadline. Um, uh, You know, so it kind of depends on what Jerry is. He looking for Joe Jimenez or Jimenez, or is he looking for Dylan Floro? You know, is he looking for uh, another Matt Festa or is he looking for another Andres Munoz? And and that'll obviously greatly impact the uh, the price tag. But he does need to uh, to get something done because the Mariners just they don't have that guy. Um, I like Devin Sweet quite a bit. It doesn't seem like the Mariners are interested in him getting a shot. I like. Uh, uh, Brian Wu has been great, but he's, he's not ready for the big leagues just yet. Um, and those are kind of, it's kind of, I mean, I guess you still have, uh, Travis Coon, who's, who's really opened up some mm-hmm. eyes. Uh, so it's not like you don't have anybody that you can throw out there in the bullpen should another injury happen. But you know, you're also Tommy Malone is still around. <laughs> so,
0: so, yeah. Tommy so, Malone's still around. Like there's, and I mean, like, you know, Matt Fest has looked really good. You know, at times, but there's also been a little shakiness as the as well there. You know, so uh, do you right. maybe you know add a guy there and just keep Festa's depth in AAA, or do you move you know someone like Festa down the line, or do you move someone like Baraki down the line, etc. You know, because like there's going to be spots, and ultimately at the end of the day, right, this isn't the only injury that's probably going to happen to the Mariners bullpen. Ooh. So right, and this is also guys where are going to get opportunities. Mm-hmm.
1: This is also where Jerry's creativity can come into play. He can go acquire a starter, maybe, who's who's struggling a little bit right now and be like, hey, we're putting you in the pen. Like, yeah. like that's, uh, you know, I, I don't have a specific example for you, but uh, that is something that teams do. Uh, that's what happened with Drew Pomerantz, right, when he was traded. Like, yeah. he was a starter. Uh, I think it was the Giants who acquired him. Uh, immediately put him in the bullpen, and then he... Uh, was just dominant for them. I think it was the Giants and Drew Pomerantz, but uh, that type of stuff does happen, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Jerry goes that route. Uh, because it's it's possible that somebody like this year's Pomerantz is actually cheaper than somebody like you know, uh, Joe Jimenez or Jimenez Jimenez uh-huh. Jimenez Jimenez.
0: Yeah, um, so some other names to consider here Joe Mantiply of the Diamondbacks. I was trying to yeah. figure out his name yesterday. <laughs> I can remember it on air but i, I remembered it now so joe man's of the of the diamondbacks uh john schreiber of the red sox um kyle finnegan of the nationals will crow chris stratton of the uh, pirates daniel bard of the rockies david robertson of the cubs a lot of a lot of different names that uh, are going to be available um or should at least be available marlins have a couple of guys I mean, really, any team, even contenders, might be looking to sell off, you know, a reliever or two, uh, depending on you know what they are particularly looking for, uh, and you know if they have excess there. Uh, certainly, you know, because that can help them, you know, that can help teams get a bench bat, that can help, you know, and honestly, I was even entertaining the idea of the Mariners potentially doing that before this injury happened, where I was thinking well, maybe the Mariners would actually trade from their Major League bullpen to go help them get maybe like a backup catcher or something you know, maybe they would trade like a Matt Festa or a Eric Swanson or someone like that to go get you know, an offensive player that helps them that, that lengthens their, their bench a little bit so, um, you know Really, any team is technically on the table when it comes to relievers, I would say, Uh, because you just you never know. I mean, like the Astros and the Mariners made a reliever based trade uh, near the deadline last year and no one saw that coming. So Um, so there's always, you know, always that to look out for. But yeah, the Mariners have to add to the bullpen. I just I, I feel like that would be a massive mistake on the Mariners part on Jerry DePoto's part to leave this deadline without adding something to the bullpen without bolstering it a little further. Cause again, guys are going to get opportunities some way, somehow I know that it looks like they are deep in the bullpen. I know some fans feel that way, Um, but having depth is nice as well. Having depth that you can rely on when injuries occur, because injuries are going to occur. Unfortunately, it's just the nature of things. Having that depth is massive. Mm -hmm. So, with the deadline coming up, we are 5 days away now. And Jerry Dipoto is starting to do more radio interviews, more television interviews. He's constantly being asked about you know his feelings on the market and his feelings on what his team needs. But this is the time of year now, especially when we're talking about buyers that can't really believe anything that anyone says. Can't believe what a buyer says to the media around this time of year. We're going to talk about why in just a moment. But, real quick, a reminder this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by the Sports Card Investor app. And uh, once again, you're giving away a sign Mitch Hanniger card once we reach. 2,411 subscribers on YouTube. So subscribe if you haven't, and you'll be entered automatically. And now, you know this is far from the first card giveaway we've done. We like cards, and if you like cards, we have a great new app to tell you about the Sports Card Investor app. It is a one-stop shop for all your card collecting needs. You can check the market activity and trends for over 630,000 cards. See all the eBay listings and make purchases right through the app. And if you want to find the going rates for who- Julio Rodriguez, Ty France, Logan Gilbert, and other earners' cards, and even scoop some up for yourself. You can find all the info you need on the Sports Card Investor app right now on your mobile device, it's available for free on the Google Play and Apple app stores, or you can go to sportscardinvestor.com forward slash locked on. Speaking of that giveaway, uh, I believe uh, last time I checked, we're only about eight subscribers away. So, Colby, say bye to Mitch. Because I think he's of oh. here.
1: Oh, oh no! Cool. Not Mitch. I love Mitch.
0: Colby, Colby, and his two hundred burner accounts are suddenly going to unfollow the uh, the channel on, on <laughs> m- right before midnight on August first. <laughs>
1: Maybe so. we'll see.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the
1: great the great withdrawal. Let's mm-hmm. call it.
0: Mm-hmm. So uh, thank you so much for listening to Locked On Mariners, and thank you for making us your uh, first listen of the day. The MLB trade deadline is, of course, uh, August 2nd, and uh, Locked On MLB has all the breakdowns, and uh, Locked On Mariners will have rapid reactions to any move made. Subscribe now to your favorite Locked On MLB team on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast, so you get notified when each episode premieres. So, again, with the deadline fast approaching, we have to keep, and I'm talking about we as fans here, all of us, all of us collectively as Mariner fans, as a fan of a team that is going to buy, we have to be very, very wary of the things that we hear in the media, both from the team itself and members of the team and members of the media as well. Because some reports... Are out there just for the sake of, of teams trying to inflate costs, right? Trying to garner more interest or in, trying to generate more buzz that really isn't there and drive up the cost of their players for negotiations with other teams, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes if you hear that the Mariners are involved in negotiations with a team, that's not always 100% true. It's possible that they called. It's possible that they checked in, but that might be the extent of it. But now that team can go and tell a Jeff Passan or a Bob Nightingale or whatever. Yeah, the Mariners are in. They're in. They're in on this guy. They're in on Juan Soto. They're in on Sander Bogarts, etc. Right? But they may not actually be. So we should be wary. And when we hear that maybe the Mariners are close to acquiring a certain player, it doesn't automatically mean that they've landed that player. Right. And, you know, sometimes things are, things are wrong. Reports, you know, wrong reports are made. I mean, hell, a couple of years ago, uh, or what was it, uh, last year, you know, it was reported that Scherzer was going to the Padres, right? He wasn't going to the Padres, Mm -hmm. it's the Dodgers, you know? So it just, those things happen. We have to keep that in mind. We have to be very cautious. We have to be very much on our toes around this time of year. And there's, of course, the fake accounts as well. If you're on social media, if you're on Twitter, there are going to be fake accounts that say like, oh, yeah, the Mariners traded for Juan Soto and Sander Bogarts. <laughs> All in the same trade, somehow. They figured it out. They, they got both of them in the same trade. And, yeah, that's definitely not true. But the other side of that as well is what the general manager, or in this case, the president of baseball operations, has to say about his team's interest. And if you're a buyer... In a market that is being deemed a seller's market, you are going to want to play things very close to the vest. And today, Jerry DePoto on 710 Seattle Sports talked about uh, or was asked by Mike Salk uh, about you know his feelings about the team and, and where things stand heading into the trade deadline. And to basically keep a long story short here... Jerry more or less said that, you know, he, he more or less just left it up to interpretation. You know, he said things like, you know, I don't want to have to send players down to Tacoma. He, he, you know, more or less acted as if he's okay with the, the, the way the roster is currently constructed. At least that could give that impression. And at least that's the impression that has been left on a lot of Mariners fans right now on social media. But the thing is, that is wrong. That is wrong. It's, it's, it's pixie dust. It's fictional. It means nothing. What Jerry DePoto said on 710 Seattle Sports Day means literally nothing. It means absolute diddly squat. He's not going to go out and say, well, yeah, we're going to send this guy down and we're going to send this guy down and we're going to send this guy down because we're going to be adding this guy and this guy and this guy. He's not going to say that. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. He's also not going to say he's desperate to make trades. He doesn't believe in the group he has now. Yeah. Um uh, He's not going to say those things. Why should he? No GM in baseball is going to go around and say those things uh, three days before the deadline, five days before the deadline, whatever it is. That's um, just not how it works, and, and you have to be really careful here um, when you see Jeff Passan or, or even even the big guys, Passan, Rosenthal, uh, Morosi. Uh, I mean, you trust them a little bit more than you would trust guys like Nightingale or... You know who, Um, but uh, it's, it's still, it's, it's not, it's just really hard to, the Mariners are very quiet, right? They always happen. Uh, Even last year, the, uh, the Kendall Graveman trade, I think got officially broken by, I think it was Shannon Dreyer, And it was like a minute before the Mariners put out the official release. So I, you know, it's just one of those things where the Mariners don't leak. So, if you're hearing things about the Mariners from national media folks, understand that that is probably coming from teams not named the Seattle Mariners. It's coming from other front offices. So, uh, and Jerry's radio interview this morning is is the reason why. They just don't want to talk about it. Um, I feel like Jerry's very open when you're talking about, like, broad topics here. But the trade deadline really is anything but broad. And, and when you're asking, like, what's your strategy? How are things looking? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Jerry's not going to be like, well, you know, we're, we're trying to get Ian Happ, but here's what they want, and we're just not willing to do it. It's just not what GMs do. And it's so, also
0: it's also a lot easier to be open about transactions, stuff like that, about the, the the temperature of the market during free agency. And when these things are spread out, not when there's like five days to go until the trade deadline and you and you and seven other teams are basically competing for trading for Luis Castillo or Frankie Montes or what have you. Right. Like. Right he's not going to say anything about that he's not even going to let on to the fact that they're going to do a single thing at the trade deadline and no that does not mean that they're going to stand pat the Seattle Mariners are not going to stand pat at the deadline they're not that's just not going to happen I'm just going to tell you that right now I know that you know it's it's easy to be pessimistic in this fan base right now because of the 20 years of misery and blah 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 blah. The issue with that, though, is this is a different regime. This is a different—these are different circumstances. These are, like, everything about this from the last time that you can remember the Mariners truly being able to compete and everything that uh, has—and everything that was in place at that time has changed, right? Like, it is it is severely, severely, severely changed over—even since— 2016 2018 when they were in the thick of things they didn't have a great farm system to trade from they had to kind of pick around the edges and and just try you know things that you know and hopefully that that would work out for them right you know the uh the the santui trades of the world right it's like that's the best that they mm-hmm. could do adam warren etc um cameron Mabin, you know that was the best that they could do at that time you know but like now they have such a you know a great farm system to to trade from they have payroll or at least you know in theory they have payroll like they are going to be able to do things they're going to be able to do things they have this is just a different time this is just these are different circumstances and they're not they're not going to let this moment pass by they're just not it just that makes no sense and if they do i will eat crow i will absolutely eat crow next week on the show but this i feel more than confident that the Mariners are going to be able to do something and something significant over the next five days and be able to really bolster this roster. And I think anyone who doubts that is not really living in reality here because this is just, this is just a different time. It's a different time from any other time that you can remember with the Mariners competing in the deadline where they could actually feasibly buy at the deadline. It's just different. Every single circumstance with this is different. It's more beneficial for the Mariners in every single way. They're in such a great spot to be able to add and to add impact. And then I feel so confident that they're going to be able to do that. So, so, so confident. So I just don't, don't blow this up. Don't let this drive you to a place where you just, you, you automatically think the Mariners are going to be cheap. They are going to be complacent. They've, and they just feel that they're going to be able to to succeed with what they have in place. The Mariners are not stupid. The Mariners are not stupid. They know that they have holes. They know that they have needs to be addressed. They're not going to let that slide by. They're not. No. They're not.
1: No, um, you know it's it's. There's a there's a large contingent of same old Mariner fans who. Won't even wait until the team actually does or doesn't do something before they criticize the team for not doing or doing something. You know, they're, they're not willing to wait uh, to let this thing play out, but it's not like there's been a flurry of moves and the Mariners are just sitting there, right? There's been one major deadline trade just happened last night. It was a player the Mariners were not connected to whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we still have teams like uh like San Francisco, like Boston, like Chicago, uh Cleveland that just won't sell. And if they won't if they don't if teams don't believe that they are selling, the other sellers their prices are still going to remain remarkably high. When will those prices go down? July 31st, August 1st, August 2nd. Mm-hmm. That's when the prices will start to go down. So it's it's you still, it might be another three days before we hear anything. It might be, it might be deadline day before the Mariners make their move. Uh, but the Mariners are going to do something. Uh, now, whether or not it's going to be enough, whether it's not, it's going to be something that we like. I don't know. I'm not in those rooms, but neither are you. And so the, this idea that, you know, all oh, the Mariners aren't going to do anything based on what the long, extensive history of Jerry DePoto sitting on his hands, <laughs> like, what are we talking about here? Of course, Jerry's going to do something. Of course he's going to downplay his interest in anybody. And it's just funny because like last week Jerry gets on there and he says, well, you know, we we definitely want to add somebody to the top of our rotation and and we want to add somebody to to kind of share the load with George Kirby at the Mm -hmm. back end. And, and so it's, it's like, do you think that in a week he's completely changed his mind on that? Or do you think it's just, we're getting closer and closer. The prices have remained super, super high and Jerry's going to, start to play the game like the other general managers are like the Cubs think they are by saying, Oh, well we might not trading in half. Like, okay, sure. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's one of those, every GM is playing a game right now. It's very similar to the NFL draft where everything gets leaked and Oh no, these pictures of this guy doing something dumb for a college kid got leaked or, or, you know, it's just every team is trying to use the media to their, advantage so all the leaks are strategic all the um all the reports are strategic uh they're all being leaked for a reason right they are Mm -hmm. not just you know it's the the red Sox aren't like oh well let's be nice to uh john morosi and 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 tell him we're going to trade nathan avaldi course they're not going to say they're going to be like oh no we like Nathan we still think we can compete here we're going to keep trying to sign him this offseason and why would they do that so that other teams go oh well maybe they'll keep him and it doesn't work it's a stupid game and every GM knows the other GM is playing it but they all play it so there's no reason not to so it's it's going to be fine guys just relax maybe they don't do exactly what you want them to do they're going to do something don't worry about it
0: Yeah. And the the thing, too, right, is like I've been seeing a lot of and this is why I I wanted to emphasize the the fact that I believe I feel confident that they're going to add impact to this team. It's because I see a lot of folks on Twitter right now saying, well, I've set my expectations now to they're just going to get Tyler Anderson again. You know, this year's equivalent of Tyler Anderson and Abraham Toro. And that's it. Okay, again, let's talk about circumstances being a lot different. Even last year circumstances were a lot different first of all you didn't have a superstar in tow second of all you didn't win 18 of your last 21 third of all you weren't in a wild card spot at the time you were training and you were in the middle of like six other teams you're like where the uh, where the white Sox and the orioles and those guys are at right now like yeah you're that you were that team last year you are not the mm-hmm. team that everyone is chasing. So things are different here. Things are very very much different here. So the opportunity is right there for Jerry DiPoto and company it is right there. It is right there for grabs. And if they don't take it, absolutely we're going to criticize them. Absolutely. Like, if they don't take advantage of this opportunity, if they do just add their equivalent of, like, Abraham Toro and Tyler Anderson this year, they're going to get criticized by us, by everyone. But right now, there's five days left until the deadline. Let's not assume anything until the deadline actually happens and passes. Yep. It's not. So I want to quickly talk about Jeff Passon's comments. Uh, before um, before we hop off here, because uh, he was on Seattle Sports yesterday as well with Mike Salk and said a lot of interesting things about the Mariners and what he expects the the Mariners to do uh, this off season or not this off season this trade deadline rather, and um, I think the the really the big thing that that came from this aside from him saying that they're not in on Soto, or at least he doesn't expect them to be in on Soto because of everything that, you know, we have said here. He mentioned the George Kirby Logan Gilbert thing, that it's probably going to take one of those guys. And at that point, that, according to him, torpedoes any deal for the Mariners. Mm -hmm. So aside from that, though, the really interesting thing that he said was that he feels that the Mariners are going to be very, very, very aggressive at the deadline. One of the most aggressive teams at this year's deadline and part of that he says is because he feels that there's a little bit of a uh, a, uh, a little bit more of a driving force there because of the 20-year play, uh, playoff drought than there would be ha- if they were just in this position that they're in right now in a wild card spot without a 20-year playoff drought. But that's certainly adding to their aggressiveness. Do you buy that at all, Colby?
1: A little, but I don't think it's the main motivation for their aggressiveness. Um I think the reason the Mariners are being or uh, I think the reason the Mariners are going to be as aggressive as passing is saying he believes they'll be is because they're in a playoff position. It's Mm -hmm. like you said, it's different from last year where they were trying to catch three teams and they were four games back at the deadline. You know, they are three, three and a half, three games up from, you know, the last team out or the first team out of the playoffs. So, uh, they have a bit of a cushion. And not only that, they have a shot to you know, win the number one wild card, a pretty good one, uh, which would mean home playoff games, not just getting to the playoffs, but getting to home playoff games. Uh, so I believe that's the motivation for their aggression uh, more so than, oh, well, we have to end this playoff drought because I, I mean, obviously they want to. It's one thing you can check off the list. It's a, it's a major bonus towards your rebuild. Uh, it's kind of a validation of everything you've done over the last – you know, three plus years. So I do think it's, it's part of it, but I, I don't think the fact that it's been 20 years matters. If it is like, if it had been 10 years or five years or three years, even I, I still think that would be just as aggressive. So I, I do believe that there is like, yes, obviously the 20 year playoff drought, they want to end that. Of course they do. What is it, you know, is it maybe make them a little more willing to, to overspend slightly? Maybe, but is it like the number one primary reason? No. I think the number one primary reason that Seattle's going to be aggressive at the deadline this year is because they think they're a good team who can make a deep playoff run mm-hmm. if they are aggressive. So yeah. that to me is the number one motivator for Jerry DePoto and his crew. It's not just to get into the playoffs uh, because they could stand pat and have a decent shot of getting in. Uh, they need mm-hmm. some some health, luck, and things like that, but they're in a pretty good spot right now. So they, if it was just about breaking the drought, they could just go out and they can get you know reliever and a and and probably be fine and probably you know sneak in in the wild hang on in the wild card that's not what they're going after we've heard them link to pablo lopez and frankie montes and juan soto and um you know Luis castillo apparently they're still very aggressive on him and brandon drury um we've heard them connected to just about every big name that's out there right now so Mm -hmm. to me that doesn't scream like oh our main motivation is to sneak into the playoffs to me that's we feel good about ourselves We think we're in a really good position to make the playoffs. Let's not only improve our odds of making the playoffs. Let's actually give ourselves a chance to make a deep playoff run. Why not? So I think that's their motivation more so than just getting into the playoffs. I think they're looking at it and saying, well, we feel like we're a playoff team right now. How do we get as close to possible uh, to be a a World Series contender? How do we get to an ALCS? I think that's the motivation right now.
0: Well, yeah, and that's what you want the motivation to be. You want to win now. You want to win now. You want to be able to do damage. You don't want to just show up to the party and leave after five minutes. You want Mm -mm. to get in. You want to dance your tail off. You know, you want to be able, like, and you have the pieces in place. You have a superstar and Julio Rodriguez on your team right now. Like, Mm -hmm. you want to, like, take advantage of that. Take advantage of that. Take advantage of the fact that you have guys like Ty France on your team right now, performing at career high levels. Take you know, uh, take advantage of the fact that you have someone like Eugenio Suarez. Take advantage of the fact that you've been remarkably healthy in your rotation. You know, take advantage of the fact that you have a strong bullpen, an above average bullpen. Take advantage of all of that, and then further build upon that, because right. the sky's the limit at any point. At any point. You know, so like once you get to the to the postseason, anything can happen. Anything Mm -hmm. can happen. Absolutely. Anything can happen. Get there and build yourself. And this is why I said, you know, yesterday, this is why you and I both said on yesterday's show that pitching is so important. Pitching is so, so important because it's so important in the postseason. So getting pitching at the deadline Mm -hmm. right now has to be priority number one for the Mariners has to be. Because pitching is so Probably. so damn important, and yeah. it's so right now as it's currently constructed, so many things have have gone in the right direction for the Mariners. It's just like you don't want to be able, you don't want to have to put all your eggs in the basket of that just continuing.
1: Right, and I mean, like 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 you said, anything can happen when you get into the playoffs. The eighty five win Atlanta Braves won the World Series last year. How did they do that? Did they make some big, huge, splashy deal at the deadline? No, they pitched and they added around the fringes. Mm. Ronald Acuna went down. Their star went down. And they went and they got Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler. And I don't even know. <laughs> and then they just pitched their butts off. And they got in. Enough hitters got hot. Pitching continued to be dominant. They have a World Series ring as a result. So yep. anything can happen once you get in if you have the starting pitching. That's the addendum.
0: And that's a, and and that's a I good don't reminder, too. yet. That's a good reminder, too, that if the Mariners add someone, you know, maybe in the outfield or in the infield, someone that isn't a huge name, though, it's not Xander Bogarts, it's not Juan Soto, mm-hmm. that doesn't mean that they failed. Again, the Braves added Adam Duvall and Eddie Rosario and Jorge Soler, mm-hmm. and those three guys massively helped them win a World Series. <laughs> they came last up huge. Year. So just the world, because the Mariners, the maybe, yeah. so maybe if the Mariners only come away from this deadline with, you know, a big name starting pitcher, but they walk away with like Brandon Drury. Brandon mm-hmm. Drury could massively Massive. help them. Donovan Solano could really help them. You know, a lot there's a lot of guys that mm-hmm. are, you know, that you're Joey not even Wendell. thinking about now. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. So Ryan
1: Anderson, Miguel Rojas, like if if they go get a, if they go get a Pablo Lopez or a Tariq Scuble or Frankie Montes, Cassie, you guys know the names by now. They go get one of those guys and they get just even a platoon guy who mm-hmm. can maybe help you or maybe it's a, a, some outfield defense for late in games, maybe it's Kevin Kiermaier's injured, but you know somebody like Kiermaier who can hit a little but is mostly defensively, those guys can make massive differences because once you get into a position where you're talking about not just getting into the playoffs but trying to win series, those little things like the guy who can steal a bag off the bench, the guy who can come in and play left field for Jesse Winker, uh, the, those things tend to add up Mm -hmm. And while they're not as valuable as, hey, we're going Ray, Gilbert, Lopez twice in this seven game series. Obviously, that's more important. But those little tiny things that you can add at the deadline make a huge difference. It's why Terrence Gore is on every World Series team uh, for the last like decade, it seems. So, yeah, don't 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 discount those smaller moves because they can really help you in the playoffs.
0: Yeah, I think the moral of this episode today is don't assume. Don't assume anything until you actually see it you know don't assume right. that the Mariners are not going to do anything because Jerry Depoto because of something Jerry Depoto said on the radio. Don't assume that the Mariners failed the deadline just because they didn't add Juan Soto or Xander Bogarts right Don't assume right. anything until you actually see it unfold so mm-hmm. again, wait until the deadline before you. You know, Make any statements about the Mariners and the Mariners front office and everything like that. Don't just assume that it's going to be the same as always. I think that's really the, the big thing for Mariners fans in general, right? With just the season yep. as a whole, uh, everyone doesn't want to get hurt right now. Everyone doesn't want to buy in too much because this team has just consistently disappointed over the last 20 years. I get it. I get it. But this is different. It's a new year new circumstances, new everything. And so, you know, that that doesn't, like, whatever happened in the past doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's irrelevant. It means nothing. It really does. It really, really means nothing. So, again, do not assume anything until, you know, you see, see how it actually turns out. I think that's the thing that we all need to do here. So that's going to do it for our show. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Locked On Mariners podcast. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tideon Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow Inside the Mariners at Inside Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, D A N E G N Z L Z and Colby at C Pat 11 at C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day. Now make your second listen to the Locked On MLB podcast. MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings, it, brings humor passion and unique perspective on every team and the biggest stories around the league. Follow the number one daily league wide podcast locked on MLB on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts, just like us. And with that, have yourself a beautiful baseball day and we'll see you tomorrow. Peace.